0: Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. Wow, what a great field day yesterday. I'd like to thank you all for not only coming, but also participating in the event. As always, we started off with our usual round-robin crop report. You know, we had the state of Illinois and Ohio and Iowa as well as Canada represented in the report. This was the first time in 20-some year history of our crop report that, to the farmer, it very much sounded the same. Everybody had a little bit of corn planted in April. Some had some May corn and a lot of June corn planting. Most people had some May beans, but the majority of them were June beans. We usually have areas you know about standing crop report uh, coming in and then some more average and then some tougher areas. Not this year. So if misery likes company, you got a lot of company. It was definitely clear for the state of Illinois most of the preventive plant acres are in northern Illinois. It was an eye-opener for most when Mo, who farms in Canada, gave a similar report of wet conditions and late planting on their farms in Canada. But also, the fact that they don't have preventive plant insurance up there. So again, one of those things that uh, we take for granted. I normally say that you can't just look out the window at your crop when you're making marketing decisions. But this year that might work because it looks like we've got pretty much the whole Midwest in some of a similar shape. You know, while the crop report wasn't that uplifting, I was surprised at how upbeat everyone was and the temperament of the day. Uh, as far as everybody was in a good mood, it seemed like everyone had accepted the cards they'd been dealt and were determined to make the best out of it. Except for a couple near fist of cuffs uh, when we were competing as teams in the simulation, everyone seemed to be having a very upbeat and great learning day. That's a true sign of growers taking charge of their own situation. A couple of very timely breakouts on disease and knowing your soybean growth stages generated a lot of questions, as a lot of you are trying to put a plan together to manage weeds in these late beans. A number of attendees were shocked at what COBRA application looked like on a V9 plant versus a V9R3 plant. Matt's breakout on disease scouting was timely as we're now starting to see the GLS in most fields. So pest teams out there look low for the GLS in most fields because that's where you're going to find it. On the bug front, we're still dealing with some thistle caterpillar and the beans. Stay on top of that. But the bug of the week definitely is Japanese beetle. Some of the April corn had to be sprayed for silk clipping due to the intense numbers of beetles and the somewhat uneven pollination that was going on. In many areas these beetle numbers are pretty impressive so pest teams keep an eye on these beans you know our threshold of 30% defoliation in the vegetative stage 20% in the reproductive stage and as you learned yesterday we have short B7 v 8 beans already at R2 stage and the amount of beetle per row is that you could have out there is pretty low and it can be creating issues getting a number of calls on the corn rolling up in this heat especially the later june corn wondering what effect that's going to have on yield and finish for the most part if we had to have this hot spell i'm glad it's now when most jude corn is waist to shoulder high at knee high or less this could have hurt your size our june corn for the most part is at a stage where it can handle some of this heat the rolling that you see is just a plant protecting itself. It can do this for some time without a real big concern on yield, as long as our water supply is there. What little April corn we have, for the most part, is pollinated. It too should fare very well. Uh, I think in this case, as long as you got adequate moisture. In the dry areas, uh, this heat could cause some pullback on that April corn, especially on your L2 hybrids, the ones that flex. length after pollination. My biggest concern is the May corn trying to pollinate in the middle of this heat. Pest teams, focus your effort here. So silk growing will slow down and pollen viability will drop off in this heat stress. So because we may only get zero to a quarter inch of silk a day instead of a half inch of silk of growth, and the short viability of this pollen in the heat a little bit of silk feeding here is going to be a problem now i know scouting in this heat is is a real joy but that's why the pest teams get paid the big bucks and you can pay me for that plug later with the heat index predicted at 110 in hayworth until sunday this week is a good example of why we recommend not having all of your corn pollinating in the same week. You know, to break up that, we can look at breaking up planting dates and maturities to diversify that risk. Now, we don't recommend spending spreading your corn planting out from April through June as many of you did this year. But this is also the reason why we never walk away from a growing crop. This June corn could hit a window of perfect pollination. Most of you realized after our breakout yesterday that keeping these late beans clean with herbicides without giving up yield will be a challenge. And hopefully now you can explain the why to your landlords and your farm managers. (laughs) This morning we introduced our interns to the art of walking beans. They did a good job and none of them decided to change their majors. So I think the future of agriculture is in good hands. Things really continue to develop great here at the Corn College campus. Our teaching plots have a lot to teach us, especially in a year like this. If the forecast is right, the weather looks like it's going to be perfect. The crew is finishing up the last minute details, and uh, we are excited about presenting you with a jam-packed learning event. To stay up to date, Check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.